Today's show is brought to you by Neighbors Feed and Seed. While other states like Michigan have deemed seed suppliers to be non-essential businesses, that's not the case here in Georgia. And with a lot of us spending more time at home than usual right now, there's no better time to get all of your gardening needs taken care of. And if you're anything like me, then you don't know how to grow a thing in your yard, but you want to learn. Neighbors Feed and Seed has a knowledgeable staff that will give you fantastic advice on how to grow anything. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of. And the best part about it is that they are locally owned by a fantastic group of people. So if you're in the Smyrna area, stop by Neighbors Feed and Seed and say hello, or check out their website at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. And tell them the Propaganda Report sent you. Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, before we even get back to work, they are predicting that this thing will come back with a vengeance in the fall, a perfect storm of infectious disease. When we have the flu and cold season, coronavirus will make a resurgence. I have two things to say about that. First of all, you can only have coronavirus during cold and flu season because it's a cold. And the uh, idea behind flattening the curve is complete crap. What it is is, and um, Clint Powell, I did a video with him yesterday during the break, guy, he said he actually used the same words. I was like, did you see my tweet? Because that's exactly what I tweeted. They are not flattening the curve. They are setting us up for a spike, either by suppressing our immune system for lack of activity or because we're not being exposed to the flus and colds that are out there or both. But when we go back, I mean, my kids used to get some kind of sniffly thing or whatever every week. One of them had something every week, and now they haven't had anything in a month. So, although I have something to say about that too. Anyway, they're, they're, everyone's going to go back to work, and people are just going to start getting colds and flus like they normally do, and they're going to freak out, and they're already predicting it for the fall when it will really hit ahead because that's when that stuff happens. Some people are saying even earlier. They're saying it might come even earlier. The reason why it might come even earlier, reason why we might not get a break at all is because Georgia is reopening prematurely despite all of the predictions, despite all of the models saying that we shouldn't do this until June, despite the, what's her name, Burks talking yesterday saying, well, if you meet the requirements, if they do, I don't know how they're going to do it. Sanja Gupta, this article in the Washington Post, which is titled, Georgia leads the race to become America's number one death destination. <laughs> and it's a pretty funny article. I will give him that. He goes through a list of the ways that Georgia is going to change. Like instead of the Peachtree State, he says they're going to change the name to the Petri State. Cute. Petri dish. Talks about the bowling alleys and everything. Which, you know, the bowling alleys, bowling balls are disgusting anyway. But I, do have, <laughs> I have a few things to say about that, but go ahead. I have, I have a lot to say, so go ahead. This was very predictable. George is the center of the culture war. We talked about it yesterday. I've even seen articles today about how this has become a north-south divide, a civil war divide, where the south are the idiots that want to wear their not wear their mask and tote guns in the north or staying home. And they're all they need to do is buy ma- is 
make mega masks and the problem would be solved. To make what mask? MAGA masks. You know, the dividing lines are all yeah. Republican, Democrat, MAGA, non-MAGA. Like it's all it's all polarized. And you know, the basket that that the basket of deplorables, that basket is just getting bigger all the time. Like who you have to be to be you're one thing or the other. You're just one thing or the other. You're red or blue, you're left or right, whatever. You're one thing or the other. And those things, that big basket is just getting bigger all the damn time. It's very interesting because even people who are liberals or progressives that want to go out and do stuff, even if they aren't afraid of the virus, people think they're, they're not, a freaking Trump supporter. Right. You will be looked at as <laughs> totally. a Trump supporter. It becomes like, it's like the people who supposedly looks like complete crap to me, but like 20,000 emails or information, login information was hacked from Bill Gates and the World Health Organization, all yeah. that, who was hacked by neo Nazis. It's like, how does anyone have any idea it was hacked by neo-Nazis? There's no evidence of that whatsoever, but it's just like anybody who doesn't like Bill Gates, who I got 48 responses when I tweeted that headline. Every single one of them was like, he's the Nazi. He's the one who's into like eugenics and stuff. He's like human experiments. He's, uh, I've got so much to say today. I'll, I will I'll take a say, <laughs> I said this yesterday on the Patreon 15 that we did. Bill Gates has already tried to sterilize one species using gene editing with the Mosquito Project. Gene editing, RNA-type vaccines. And that's what they're coming out with. That's what he's researching. Inovio. So remember I talked about that Inovio thing? I told you, like, I had this crappy little 401k from when I used to work. Like, I literally was sitting in cash for 15 years. And I bought a little bit of Carnival with it. And then I sold the Carnival. And then I bought a little gold just to hang out. And then I remember that a good friend of the show sent me this like thing about Inovio and the gene editing. So I bought it, that Inovio, and I believe it's double what I paid for it in a week. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't move the dial because it's just a little bit of money. Like, it sucks because I was like, what if I, I should have just sold everything and then bought that? You know, you can't do that. But yeah. anyway, so that gene editing vaccine, funny enough, is seems to be on the forefront. Yeah, and and Bill Gates is funding it. He's right there with it, so it's not it's not dumb to question Bill Gates. But if you do question him, you're a neo Nazi. The WHO has come out and said that the worst of the virus is still ahead. And I thought the quote was really interesting. The World Health Organization, the quote was, "Trust us, the worst is yet ahead of us." And then this is Tedros, chief of the World Health Organization, and then he said, "Let's prevent this tragedy." It's a virus that many people still don't understand, but trust us, the worst is yet yet to come. What is that? It sounds like a trust threat. Trust the plan. Oh wait, wrong team. Yeah, that kind of sounds like a threat <laughs> to me. Trust the plan. Oh yeah, the worst is yet to come. Trust me, you yeah. ain't seen nothing yet. Right. We've got to unroll this. Wow, that's scary because that is what Event Two Hundred One said. This is what I fear about that. Georgia. You think it's all fine? Yeah. Well, Kemp is an inside job. Did we talk about that yesterday? I, mean, I, don't, I, have, I don't know. You know. Let me tell you what I'm afraid okay. of about Georgia. Yeah. Obviously, no, it doesn't matter if it's legitimate or if they exaggerate the numbers. The narrative is going to be that numbers spiked in Georgia, and they're going to link it in the articles, even if they don't do it statistically or with any actual you know, foundation of logic. They will say, he opened things up, and bam, a spike in cases. But what I really fear is this. There's going to be more people who are Republicans who are going out and about and who are opening up shops and people who are liberal minded are going to be less likely. They're they, in that basket. They are going to be afraid to, just like we mentioned a second ago. They're in the basket. If they are truly evil, 
and they really wanted to change Georgia from purple to blue. Yeah. Then knowing that this is going to be politicized thing here, there's going to be Republicans out, uh, liberals in, they could release something legitimate in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And they're already talking about how it's a test. It's an experiment. They're trying to see what happens here. They could wipe people out. I do not think they could, unless it's a bacterial agent like anthrax or whatever, I actually question the possibility that they could make something like that happen with just by releasing a germ. But what they can do and what they are doing, and it does go to your point, is this thing, because it changes protocols and it gets people to like old people not to go to the hospital, protocols are changing in nursing homes, that it actually is targeting old people. It is accelerating their deaths. And they, yeah. especially in Georgia, tend to be the Republicans. So to the extent that they are allowed to vote by mail or whatever, they are going to be off the rolls by by November. Yeah. And now, for some reason, this will, I assume it's happening in Georgia too. I, I didn't think about drilling down to whether it was federal or local, but the, the word came out to now start to classify nursing home deaths in the COVID death rolls. Now, for whatever reason, I remember we mentioned it just in passing. I didn't flag it as like the biggest thing on earth, but I remember, oh, that's when we had that argument. You were like, yeah, only 25% of the deaths are in nursing homes. I'm like, that's crazy. Remember, I was like, we had that huge argument. Well, that tiny argument, but perhaps it's a huge argument where you were just like, yeah, only 25% are in long-term. Like it's 91% of the people are dying like in the age of 80. Like why would it? It's because they were not counting nursing home deaths in the COVID death toll for some crazy ass reason. And but they now were counting them though. They, they were counting they were, the numbers. It, it, they just weren't I, I adding them to the total. You know, the numbers are so insane. I just don't, I just don't get it. Like I do not get it. Um, every place I look, it looks like something different, but I just saw a thing that said they are now including nursing home deaths. And what I think is going to happen because like there's five, six, 700,000 deaths since February 1st in this country at all. And the vast majority of them are old people because old people are the people who die. Yet there's only on that CDC provisional report, which somebody did point out to me, they are constantly updating that. I shouldn't like act like it's a huge discrepancy in the numbers. They're just older numbers. I do. That was SM clean. I appreciate that. You're right. But that number is still only like 20,000, whatever, but the total death number is 600 something thousand. So, and they still have huge numbers of pneumonia in there that I think they're going to reclassify a lot of the deaths from that they hadn't yet kind of labeled as COVID I don't think they've been counting them, and I think they're going to. And you're going to get this huge surge in deaths just because they continue to change how they count the numbers. Yeah, and it's going to be a politicized thing all the way up into the election, regardless of the reality of what happens. Well, look, you know I think Kemp is full of it, and Stacey Abrams helped him win by not. I think we talked about this uh, yesterday at length that she could have really made a stink of the fact that when that of the malfeasance or the funny business or the lawsuit against him from 2016 when he was secretary of state during the election because that's her thing fair fight and she had him dead to rights but she did not so he's in there i think he is playing a game i think he's playing into the hands and i think trump is too but there's but there was a funny headline i saw about atlanta it said many business owners in atlanta bristle at kemp's plan i saw that and yeah so i tweeted that out and i think it was your internet friend wrote back like just let them not open if you don't want to open just don't open i'm wondering you're not making any money anyway just don't open i'm wondering and i think it will be hilarious if this happens if there are going to be we have the anti-shutdown protesters in 
some of the northern states. I'm wondering if we're going to see pro-shutdown protesters protesting the reopening. Well, the healthcare workers. The bowling alley. Yeah. The healthcare workers already did that in Colorado. Well, they had like a couple of people who were not violating. They didn't appear to be violating their social distancing laws. I'm wondering if there's going to be groups of people getting together in violation of the social distancing laws. Protesting. Protest. Because- like the way Karen get- spits in that kid's face yes. in his car or like cops drag you off without right. masks on. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when this is the culture war, when Georgia introduced that abortion bill that we talked about how it seemed like it was designed yeah, it was to fail. There was no chance it was going to pass. Absolutely. What it did was it sparked that debate. It passed, but it's going to go up to the Supreme Court right. where it's going to get shot down for the entire country and they're going to set the bar way higher than it had ever been before. It's going to backfire just like the Defense of Marriage Act did. I feel there's a similar thing going on here where this is a cultural thing where he's going to take an extreme position because the opening up of the tattoo salons like this was not an easing into it i'm not saying that i'm saying that the the way that the public has been conditioned over the past couple of months and then to just open those things back up was obviously going to draw a strong reaction that was designed to draw a strong reaction the bowling alleys is the the one everybody points to because bowling alleys are disgusting who washes the inside of bowling balls it's like who bowls gross yeah but i mean it's disgusting bowling balls but i'm saying who bowls I don't you think know. a lot of like hyper-educated <laughs> yeah, millennials yeah. are bowling? So this is designed to provoke the, oh, the reaction is super fun, to be an experiment and to be divisive. And that's a great point. It. Yeah. It, it For some reason, like this protest thing, let's get back to work, somehow became partisan when, in fact, the people who are suffering, universally suffering, it's like the highs and the lows. It's people who are like wage earners. And then the people who have lost their retirement through like stock market crashing and stuff, but maybe people are getting UBIs. Maybe, maybe the way that stuff is structured is designed to kind of help different demographics in different ways. So like the small business loan was rolled out so that franchises or corporate owned stores where the location itself did not have a certain number of, of workers got so big big businesses got a lot of the small business loan which of course means they didn't go to the small businesses and the big businesses will continue to have more of an advantage they just today on a voice vote so there's no record had another 500 billion dollars in the small business loan i mean i really want another sign to read like i want the sign to say stop manipulating the numbers the data and i want another one to read no legislation without constitutional protections but but you're right what they did was they made it so that the people who were protests were of a particular ideological bent and then they will insert that's why they're like neo-nazis are hacking gates you know kemp is the one behind it republican states they're doing that they're they're manipulating that in a way, I mean, if they had, I mean, what's about Occupy, Occupy Wall Street, they should be out there saying that all this money is going to big business. Where, where are their protests? Where, how are they objecting to these awful, awful bailouts that are completely regressive? Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it is clearly a messaging propaganda campaign that could have real bad consequences. Okay, so one thing that that guy said when he said, like, the infectious disease, perfect storm, whatever, so be sure to get your flu shot. So there's that. That's going to be great. Um, I'm telling you, I want people to watch out for gender distinct vaccinations from this genetic stuff. Go ahead. Oh, is it wrong of me to try to profit from that Inovio thing to buy that stock? 
that's what everybody else does. Well, that's never the answer for me. But I mean, I just feel like with capitalism, they've completely bastardized it. So every CEO has this political agenda that you object to. So if you want to participate in capitalism at all, you have to get sucked into all the politics. I don't unfortunately. think it's wrong, too. I, if I could right. afford it at the time, the, the stocks that I've been able to pick right in the past has been Facebook yeah. and Starbucks whenever they crashed because I had studied their their CEOs and what they were like the publicity stunts they were doing. And in my opinion, the crashing of those stocks from some of these publicity stunts, along with the other things they were designed to do, were also designed to make the already rich people yeah. a lot more money because they can buy tons and tons of stock because yeah. well, they, they know they it's say. going back up. That's what they say the crashes are all about. Yeah, I just couldn't afford it. I I heard Carlos Slim say that, yeah. Well, you got to have just whatever little bit, if you have anything. So here's this uh, chick, Burks, who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So they're on Scarf Watch, and I can't, because she wears scarves every day. And I I just saw her in passing, and I was like, that's an Hermes scarf. Like, you know, I just always see that they're they're insanely expensive. I think, like, medium-sized ones are $420, the big ones though, or $1,100 each. I think that's a of sign of coronavirus wearing. <laughs> to have a scarf. Oh, well, they say it can double as a mask if you're in ah, a hurry. I see. So they're all like, you know, uh, uh, Twitter about her, like, cool scarves and everything. And I'm thinking, what? how does she get so freaking rich? Like, I was an investment banker, and I wouldn't spend money on Hermes scarves. Scarves? And I looked into it, and she was in the Army for 28 years. She she's all over AIDS. She was at Walter Reed Hospital. She worked for Fauci. She's all about HIV vaccines. You cannot have an HIV vaccine or you could have an HIV vaccine, but it'll have nothing to do with AIDS because AIDS is not caused by a virus. I mean, there is just, it's impossible to argue that that she has to know. And that's her. She's all over that. And I just wonder how she got rich. She lives in a multi-generational home. I was trying to figure out maybe her husband's rich. She lives what with is her that? grandchildren. She lives with her children and her grandchildren and her husband. Probably in some sprawling estate is what I assume. They call it a multi-generational home. I'm assuming it's a compound of some kind. But I just always kind of smell a rat when I see these people, these government workers, bureaucrats, whatever, wearing really expensive clothes. I mean, it's actually kind of in bad taste, in my opinion. And then I just start thinking that at the bottom of it all is this banal, uh, what do they call it? Venality. Like they just do it for money. They just do it for their ego. And that, that, that's like the, not the true psychopaths who want to be like uploaded into the universe, but the, don't we all want to be uploaded to the universe? Uh-huh. Anyway, well, I mean, I'm just saying like you want to die and go to heaven, but you want oh, to do yeah. it by being good. Yeah. I thought you were talking about transhumanism and putting it I was, I was. Brain. I'm just saying like I like when people are like, oh, he believes in aliens or interdimensional beings. I'm like, the angels are interdimensional beings. <laughs> I don't really get the angel thing, but whatever. So anyway, I just like think it's weird. And um, uh, I did want to also talk about, oh, so that that white supremacist thing. I have a few more things. Let me finish this and then. I'll take a breath. But um, so what What somebody said, the white supremacist hack of the Gates emails and everything, somebody tweeted, it was so great. It's like, I'm no conspiracy theorist, which then like everyone else was like, shut up. Who, who can't, you know, don't you understand that saying you're not a conspiracy theorist discredits you <laughs> because everyone knows that this stuff is all plotted behind the scenes. So he said, but this would be a good way for them to start leaking emails of stuff, curated information they want you to believe in. 
And of course, that I coined the phrase yesterday, yeah. unintentional information. Yeah. So this hack is a what to watch out for. Thank you, Tweep. Yeah, I did see that story. I saw something on it where someone was claiming that it was old emails, that this was leaked a while ago. I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm interested to see you're right. This is a this is a rabbit hole for people to dive down to keep them occupied. Yeah, and the source of the information and the conclusions. It was just a very, very screwy story. And it comes the day after not the day after, the day of all the articles were out circulating about how Bill Gates is just being wrongly accused by right-wing fringe conspiracy theorists. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have the best one was the business insider story from yesterday. Where it says, uh, it says that a, a, a Alex Jones, this is what it says, Alex Jones published a piece that incorrectly, this, I'm reading a quote, that incorrectly stated the Gates Foundation co-hosted a pandemic exercise in late 2019 that simulated a global coronavirus outbreak. So the headline was, uh, yeah, that uh, Alex Jones is slandering Gates. And uh, my headline was, there's absolutely nothing incorrect about that except for how they debunked it. So then they went on to debunk it through factcheck.org. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't even need to read the article after uh, that. I knew they were on it. Yeah. This is what factcheck.org said. So fucking believable. It said, quote, uh, the simulation didn't deal with 2019-NCOV, and it didn't make real-life predictions about death tolls. And then Business Insider says that distinction was ignored by conspiracy theorists. Okay, so they're saying it did not deal with 2019-NCOV, which means the novel coronavirus that emerged in 2019. That is what that uh, nomenclature indicates. And it was a novel coronavirus that emerged in 2019. Like you, you, if no one ever actually wrote it in those words in the simulation, it doesn't matter because that is exactly how you would write it scientifically. And it didn't make real-life predictions about death tolls. It did simulate a death total, but that's it. And the reason they – and they couldn't even – so they, they tried to make two distinctions there. Only one of them is even valid. The one about the nomenclature is not even valid. And that just proves that, like, all the rest of the stuff is completely true. But they're continuing to to suggest that this thing isn't absolutely spot on. But when I see Alex Jones – being flagged in there and it was in the articles like Alex Jones who makes false claims about Sandy Hook and Gates who is a huge philanthropist meanwhile Gates is actually I would say probably killed people because that polio vaccine disaster that left so many people with actually polio versus Alex Jones who I don't think has ever been accused of killing anyone but I see this and this to me is just another kind of straw that will break the camel's back about censoring information on Twitter it's also wrong because conspiracy theorists that I've heard have made the distinction it was a different strand that they were using in the simulation, at least by name or whatever. I mean, no, people have it, made that it distinction. Was. It was not, though. It was not. It was called the novel coronavirus and it emerged in 2019. And the way you write that is 2019 NCOV. Like, that's how you write it. Yeah. Well, e even if it I mean, wasn't, I hear people you. are making that distinction. And there was a distinction. stuffed animal of it. There yeah. was a stuffed animal of it. I mean, it was just, it's, it's preposterous. But it's interesting to me that they continue to try to debunk it instead of using it for something. I really thought they were going to use it for something. Yeah. To, because it is distracting us from 
this is a well they're using that to get out. people to shut people down i told you that article, this headline that i saw right oh before. this is the conspiracy theory uh, yeah they need a conspiracy theory that's part of the plan do what oh yeah what was that it that was, part of the eventual one plan was that the conspiracy theories were the reason they had to suppress social media. So they needed, they couldn't get the Wuhan bioweapon thing going hard enough. So this one will work. Yeah, the headline was disturbing new study suggests that Sean Hannity helped spread coronavirus. So they, they did a study into that. And the, uh, the whole reason for this is going to be to suppress anybody who is objecting to the main narrative, asking any questions. And they're doing that. Facebook is not allowing protesters to organize on facebook they are banning them if those protesters are in a state that does not allow a certain that does not allow people to assemble which california i believe has officially said you cannot assemble so they're suppressing the first amendment right when the first amendment right is trying to assert another first amendment right yes so they're saying you can't say anything if you're trying to assemble and both of those things are First Amendment rights, and it's because they have suspended the First Amendment. But did they say that Sean, you said Sean Hannity was trying to kill people? Because that's how they're going to frame it. No, yeah, they said that in the article, that he's linked so to what, possible what's deaths. what's the story? Because they're going to talk to each other. People are going to catch corona from each other, right? Well, that he underplays, that downplays the threat of the virus, and that causes the polling numbers of Fox News viewers to go up because they are to say, <laughs> yeah, approval rating is high of the president or they're not afraid of the virus because, and they're linking it to Sean Hannity. And they're saying as a result of that, people aren't used, taking the measures they need to take and maybe they're going out and protesting. They're catching the virus. It's a very long leap of logic they're making, but they are, it's a very clear strategy that is consistent with this, this suppression of any questioning of free speech. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be, that's what they, that was how they laid it out. So I'm sure that's how it's going to happen. I'd like to tell you about de Blasio. He put that video out a few days ago, speaking of suppression of speech, where he encouraged New Yorkers to call in. And if you see somebody out violating the social distancing orders, if you see somebody violating the shelter in place orders, I want you to call into this tip line because we need to keep each other safe. And he put the tip line out there, and this was in a video that he said all this. And what he got back was he got flooded with penis photos and Hitler memes, people making their food, like shaping their French fries or whatever they're eating into the shape of genitals, and people sending pictures of de Blasio himself with people saying, this person coofed on me. Coof is a new term for coughing while having COVID. So a bunch of... But uh, some pretty funny memes sent into him, flooded, which that's the response he should get. But you said something interesting. You said that you shared that on Twitter. And what what people respond? Oh, yeah. So right away, right away, when you sent it to me and everybody else and I retweeted it. But then somebody said to me, I'm going to send him a picture of my dick. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I responded. I was like, why would you do that? Like, I don't, I can't relate to that, but that's just not a, the way chicks think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so, maybe it's the way de Blasio thinks. I guess maybe that's the thinking. It was just funny because it, I mean, that was the very first reaction and I just didn't even get it at all. And then you're like, everybody's doing it. I'm like, okay, okay. It must be. Yeah. I wonder if they're sending the way like, men and women are wired. Or sending their own. 
Like, can you imagine getting caught with that? You said, what are you doing? Well, I'm taking a picture of my dick to send it to de Blasio, honey. Oh, you don't think people just have one of those handy? You take a new one every time you want to send it? To I assume somebody who's sending pictures like that kind of You got to get a one. glamour shot done, I think, if you're going to do that. You got to get it well lit. It's not the... <laughs> like Edward Snowden. Yeah, so here is... Remember those crazy pictures of Edward Snowden? You like, dressed like but, a woman? It totally looked like it was... No, that was Assange. He was like, they were weird, like, you know, with like a little leather choker up against a fence, like when he was a teenager. And you said, like, it looks like the ads in the back of like a gay magazine, yeah. you know, to like kind of hook oh, up. Oh, yeah, right. And yeah. I just thought, well, if you've got like the Like Model Mayhem, ready, one of those photos. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I that was what you said, yeah. This is the funniest part of the article to me. New York Police Department source said the dick pic photos have been sent to the 311 line also and that a caller called in a tip to the police in New York Police Department saying that de Blasio was seen performing oral sex on someone in an alleyway behind the 7-Eleven. What? So people oh, were calling God. in saying that de Blasio oh, was violating the shelter in place <laughs> order because he was going down on people in alleyways. <laughs> I have a tip to call in. The mayor's going down on somebody. <laughs> Yeah, that's that just demonstrates so that he can be like, well, that is somebody who's targeting me. It's like, but that's how it works. That's how red flags laws work. Oh, that's neo Nazis calling they in call, those But tips. I mean, they'll call you. They call they, like there was a story. Gary Willis, I think his name was his sister in law was mad at him. So she called him on the red flag law. And the cops came to his house and tried to take his guns out of his hand. And he was just like, who the hell are you? What do you want? And they killed him. She got him killed. What? So, like, I'm just saying, de Blasio can say, well, I'm being pranked this way, and everybody knows that I'm a target. And I'm like, well, everybody's a target. You could do that to everybody. You can't just have a hotline to rat on people and then go, how are you going to see them, you know? You, you know did, what I'm saying? It's just yeah. these are just unsubstantiated allegations that is going to rain holy hell down on people who are equally likely to have pissed their sister-in-law off than poofed on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one about Koof, the one about Koof, the, the person sent a picture. <laughs> they sent a picture into the tip line because you could also send emails, and it was a mm -hmm. picture of De Blasio and said, "This person looked at me and then Koofed on me." <laughs> See, that's what happens. You can get fall. He's asking. It's a moral hazard what he's doing. They're already painting the narrative as it's not clear if any of the calls were from New York. So you can frame them as conspiracy theorists, oh, neo-Nazis. I'm thinking they plenty of them were from New York. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he's got a lot of fans outside whoever pays for his votes. <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh, did you see the first America the Beautiful quarter of 2020? It was released in on February 2nd. I did of not this year. Oh, it's uh, you know, on the one side it's. George Washington's profile, like all quarters have. And then the other side, you know, sometimes you'll have like a state, something interesting about your state, all the states of quarters. There's also an American beautiful. It's a fruit bat and her baby. A what? A fruit bat. A fruit bat. And her baby. What's yes, a fruit bat? To celebrate American Samoa. It's a fucking bat. <laughs> it's a bat. <laughs> it's like a coronavirus bat. It's a big bat, yeah. A big bat. It's a wet market bat and a pig. Basically. Yeah, it's a big one. But I don't think they did the wet market bats. I think the bat bit a pangolin. <laughs> that was also part of the article about how terrible George is. They're going to have. And it was also about events to a wood. It came from a bat to a pig. 
Yeah, a bat to a bat's also in the movie Contagion. And all those other movies are suggesting. Because coronavirus supposedly originated with a bat. Yeah. Spitting food into a so, pig. So I want to... Should I tell you, like, my personal story, my personal experience with COVID or not COVID after for the patron? Absolutely. I can't wait to hear it. And I'm going to tell you about what a Harvard professor wants to do with homeschooling. Oh. (laughs) You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want to get access to that extra 15 minutes, then go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. And you can get that every day that we post a drive time news blast. Right. We, we can never take a day off now because we promise everybody we don't. We don't all. We, we've done it every day since we started the patron 15. But I think I'm going to have to just every once in a while get a break. You take a day off every now and then. All right. We'll talk day. to you guys later.